Hello, and welcome to the White's Chapel Sermon Podcast. We're so glad you've taken the time to listen to our weekly sermons. This is a quick way to enjoy or even revisit a recent message. Uh, but tonight, I know you're very, very sad, but this is the last week of our series, Unexcused, a five-weeker uh, And for the last month, we have been reading out of Exodus chapters 3 and 4. And each week, we have watched as Moses finds an excuse to not go and do the thing that God has called him to do. Moses encounters a burning bush, and and that burning bush is God. And God says, go to Egypt and free my people. And Moses says, well, who am I to do something like that? And then he says, well, who are you to do something like that? And then he says, well, what about the people? What if they don't believe me? What if they think I'm crazy? And then last week, week four, we saw Moses switch from questions to just statements. And he says, Lord, I can't. I can't do what you're asking me to do. I'm not a good public speaker. I am slow of tongue. Over and over, Moses tries to wiggle his way out of his calling. He tries to find something that will convince God to move on down the road and find somebody else and leave him alone. But God doesn't. God keeps calling because that's what God does. And so tonight, we're getting to Moses' last excuse. This is his last attempt to persuade God. Uh, And in this passage, we are going to see Moses throw just this last ditch after the last thing that he can possibly say to God. So let's go ahead and read this. This is Exodus chapter 4, verses 13 through 17. And this is what it says. But he said, O Lord, please send someone else. Then the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses, and he said, Well, what of your brother Aaron, the Levite? I know that he can speak fluently. Even now he is coming out to meet you, and when he sees you, his heart will be glad. You shall speak to him. And put the words in his mouth, and I will be with your mouth and with his mouth. And I'll teach you what you shall do. He indeed shall speak for you to the people. He shall serve as a mouth for you, and you shall serve as God for him. Take in your hand the staff with which you shall perform the signs. Okay, we've covered a lot these last few weeks. Moses has said, who am I? Who are you? What about them? I can't. And finally, tonight, I won't. Moses is at the end of his rope in this scripture. He's at the point where he's not even really giving excuses anymore. He's just sort of begging God to choose somebody else. He's refusing to go to Egypt. But here's what I want us to notice tonight. Look at how God responds in this passage. It blows my mind. After all of these excuses, all of the buts, all of the debating and questioning back and forth, you can understand why it says in our text, the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. But notice that God doesn't lash out at Moses in his anger. Instead, God is extremely gracious and he chooses to offer Moses help. He says that his brother, Aaron, someone that Moses knows and trusts and loves, God says, he'll go with you. 
And even though Moses initially says, Lord, I won't, please send someone else, Moses does relent after this. And he and Aaron go to Egypt, and Aaron serves as Moses' mouth, and they do accomplish incredible things for God. They free the Israelite people. But in order for any of that to happen, Moses had to accept the help that God offered him. And so in that way, we all need to learn to be like Moses. I know that may sound like kind of a funny point uh, on the last week of this series where we've been pointing out Moses' reluctance to follow God. And on this last week, I'm saying, be like Moses. Whereas the last four weeks, I've been telling you, please don't be like Moses. Uh, But I want us to remember that Moses isn't some great villain in these two chapters. Moses is someone for us to see ourselves in. Yes, he fights back against God's call, but you know what? We all do. And Moses does finally go. It just takes him some time. And that's the case for a lot of us. Just like Moses, we sometimes get scared and we want to run. And God knows that. Which is why Incredibly graciously, again, God sends Aaron to go with Moses to Egypt. Moses is terrified to do this thing alone, and so God guides him toward help. Help that he really needed to accomplish all of the things that he would go on to. And again, that's the case for all of us when it comes to our callings, which we've been talking about for five weeks and thinking about and, and hopefully praying about. When it comes to our callings, to the things that God wants us to achieve, whatever that may be, we all need help. I learned a lesson about help my junior year of high school. I went to a college prep school, uh, which meant that I took a lot of AP classes. And if you're not familiar with AP, uh, AP, Advanced Placement, uh, classes allow students to take college-level courses and exams, and uh, you can earn college credit while you're still in high school. And so I had to take several of these classes, uh, one of them being AP history. Now, the thing about AP classes is that you have to take a final exam and you have to get at least a three out of uh, five in order to receive college credit. Sometimes you have to make a four out of five. Um, Anyway, I studied and I prepared and I was ready to take all of my AP exams. And one of those, like I said, was the AP U.S. History exam. Well, on the day of that test, I went to Tyler Junior College, and I sat down, and the proctor came around and distributed all of the packets with, our, uh, with, with all of the questions, and they handed out our scantrons. And I went through this packet, and I, I methodically answered every single question. And I was feeling pretty good. Well, the thing about AP tests is they have a time limit. And I was so focused on the exam that I didn't hear the proctor calling out how much time we had left. Ten minutes left. Eight minutes left. Five minutes left. I didn't hear her until she said, oh, 60 seconds until you have to put your pencils down. And that's when I realized I was in big trouble. (laughs) See, I had answered all of the questions in the actual test packet, but I hadn't marked a single answer on the Scantron. And the Scantron was the actual thing they fed into the machine. It was, it was what they actually graded. And so as soon as I heard her say 60 seconds, I started just furiously bubbling all of my answers down as fast as I could. 
but I did not have enough time. And so when they finally made us put our pencils down, I had only bubbled in maybe a quarter or a third of the Scantron. And I was devastated. I had worked so hard that year and, and I was fairly confident that I could probably make a three and get some college credit, have to take one less class my freshman year. But I knew that with only a third of the Scantron bubbled in, I had no chance of that. Well, for like two weeks after that, I walked around mopey. And I complained to my friends. I was like Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. Just a sad sack. But then I went to one of my scheduled meetings with our college counselor, Miss Vong, Trang Vong. She was amazing. And during our meeting, kind of offhandedly, I started telling her about my history exam and what had happened. And, and I was telling her how sad I was about it. And she stopped me and she said, Sam, why don't we petition AP? And I didn't know what that meant, but she told me that we could fill something out and that if it was accepted, they would have someone look at my booklet, the one that I filled out, and potentially they would count those answers. Well, long story short, Ms. Vong filed that petition on my behalf and AP accepted my booklet with all my circled answers and I ended up getting a five on that test and it counted for three classes worth of college credit. And it almost didn't happen because I never asked for help. I just lucked into Miss Vong helping me. Before that, I had spent two weeks bummed out complaining and I had forgotten to lean on those around me. I, I forgot to ask for help. In fact, looking back on it now, I realized it never even occurred to me to reach out for help. See, I was like Moses in our passage. I felt like I was on my own. But luckily, I had someone who pointed me toward help, just like God did for Moses. The point is, as we pursue whatever it is God is calling us to, as we go on mission or pursue holiness or try to improve our lives and our communities and our world, we have got to be willing to ask for, and we've also got to be willing to accept help. We have got to be willing to lean on other people. We've got to be like Moses. See, later on in Exodus, we see Moses needing help yet again. In Exodus 18, Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, decides to go see him. And Jethro wants to tell Moses how proud he is, what a good job he's done. He wants to go commend him. And that's a pretty fun thing to get from your father-in-law, you know? But Jethro goes to him and he sees Moses is working like crazy. He sees that he's overwhelmed, that he has uh, all of these things on his plate, that he's got a, a hand in everything. And this is what Jethro says to Moses. He says, what you're doing is not good. You will surely wear yourself out, both you and these people with you. For the task is too heavy for you. You cannot do it alone. You cannot do it alone. That is a, a message that every one of us needs to hear. We've been talking about calling, and the thing about calling is it can be big and scary and daunting. But the good news is that we don't have to do it alone. Like we talked about last week, 
first of all, first and most importantly, we've got God with us. Like we said, when we can't, God can. But not just that, we've also got others with us, the people around us, a community of faith. We can't do it alone, but you know what? We don't have to. That's why we need to be like Moses. He learned to accept help. Yes, he struggles with it in our passage, but he goes on to accept Aaron's help right after this. And then when Jethro comes to him in the verse that that we just read, he ends up taking a step back and and he takes his advice and he begins to delegate, delegate some of his responsibilities. It's a lesson for us. See, as we work toward our callings, we need to learn to do the same. We need to be like Moses and accept help. And we also need to be like Aaron. This is the other side of the coin. We don't just need to learn how to accept help. We also need to learn to offer help. Aaron, Moses' brother, his family, blood of his blood, he believes his brother when he tells him, I've been talking to a burning bush. I've had a full conversation with a shrub on fire. And it told me to go to Egypt and to make the Pharaoh mad. You know that most powerful person that we know? We're going to take his whole workforce. But Aaron believes him, and they go to Egypt. And if you read Moses' story, Aaron is right there by his side. Aaron really lives out the words of the song that Grace just sang for us. Like I said, I love that song, and it is such a perfect fit for us tonight. Not just because Moses and Aaron are brothers, but, but also uh, because of the lyrics. I want to... I wanna, just reread the chorus for us one more time. Uh, this is what the band Need to Breathe, by the way. This is their song. It says, brother, let me be your shelter. Never leave you all alone. I can be the one you call when you're low. Brother, let me be your fortress when the night winds are driving on. I'll be the one to light the way and bring you home. And you're welcome that I didn't just sing that. I love that sentiment, though. Grace and I, when we came up with that song, we were like, that's perfect. Because we all need people, and we all need to be people who treat each other like Aaron did Moses. We need to treat each other like siblings, like brothers. Because there is something so powerful that happens in us when we know that we have an Aaron by our side. There's something so powerful that happens when we know we have someone who is with us and beside us, who will walk with us. Having that kind of support helps us to find confidence. We find strength to pursue whatever it is God calls us to. You know, I have, I have personally experienced this even as recently as the last few weeks. Uh, many of you know uh, that our young adult ministry and our young couples Sunday school class teamed up to try and pay off the student lunch debt in Grapevine Colleyville ISD. Uh, really, it all started when somebody told me, uh, just kind of randomly, that they had heard that the lunch debt in GCISD from this last year was really high. And I felt this little nudge from the Holy Spirit, and so I called the Nutrition Services Department uh, at GCISD to ask about it. And they told me that their lunch debt from the 2022-2023 school year was more than four times higher than it has ever been in their history. 
Uh, and they, they told me, frankly, they just didn't know what they were going to do about it. And so I took that conversation and that information to our young adults, and I took it to our young couples, and I told them that I thought God might be calling us to something. And we talked about it, and I encouraged them to pray about it, and we went away, and we prayed about it, and we came back, and everybody agreed. Everybody felt that same nudge. And so over the last three or four months, we've been raising money. We sold water bottles and snacks for Stars and Stripes in July. We had game nights to raise money. People mowed lawns and baked cookies and taught tennis lessons and guitar lessons and singing lessons. Grace sold a bunch of scrunchies. And then just a couple of weeks ago, we had our salsa showdown. And 25 people made like 20 gallons of salsa and they competed and several others donated items uh, and, and their talents to, to a silent auction. Well, all together we raised uh, over $5,200. And that, along with a couple of other anonymous don donations that GCISD received, frankly, out of the blue, made it so that I was able to take a check to that nutrition department last week, and we officially got their debt down to zero. Yeah. And I, and I tell y'all that because I see that I have been surrounded by errands these last few months. I have been surrounded by people in this church who are willing to jump in and help. People who are willing to give of themselves to help accomplish a mission that I believe the Holy Spirit had called us to. And so I guess I just want to say, church, let's keep being errands. Let's jump in. Let's be willing to offer our skills and our abilities and our resources. Remember, Aaron was just good at speaking. But that's exactly the thing that Moses was afraid of. It's exactly the thing that was holding him back. It's exactly what he needed. In my case, I was so grateful for all of the people who pulled together to make that salsa event happen. The morning of, uh, I went into Evans Hall over here and I had like five giant buckets with decorations, sombreros and streamers and signs and I had no idea what to do with it. <laughs> uh, I was overwhelmed. But before I knew it, some people from my Sunday school class had, had come in and they took over decorating and they made Evans look amazing. And that is not something I would have been able to do you do not want me decorating anything. Also, someone put down a towel so that my baby could sleep through the whole event. I don't know if this means I'm a terrible parent, but, but the point is, I needed an errand that morning. I needed a lot of errands that morning. And you know what? We all need errands which means that we all need to be willing to be errands. Look, I know y'all have heard me say this at least four other times, but I'm going to say it one more time. God is calling you to something. Something. This is the last week of the series, and so I've just got to say that one more time. I don't know what it is. It may be something small. It may be something huge. 
It may be something that you're being called to work on in your personal life, in your own personal walk with Jesus, in your path of discipleship. Or it may be a mission or a movement that he's pulling you toward. But whatever it is, I want you to know that you don't have to do it alone. Be like Moses. Accept the help of those around you. Find your Miss Vaughn. Find people like I have in my, in my Sunday school class, people who will jump in and get after it. And then be like Aaron. Be someone who will jump in and offer what you have. Because sometimes, I really do believe this. If you don't know what your calling is, I think sometimes we find our calling while helping somebody else pursue their calling. Look, we can, we can do what we've seen Moses do this whole series. Absolutely. We can make a million excuses. Moses gives five. I, I bet all of us could come up with 500. We can come up with plenty of excuses to try and escape the things that God is placing on our hearts. But in the end, we'll be the ones who lose out. We'll be the ones who miss out. Because there is nothing more rewarding than trusting Jesus. There's nothing more rewarding than just saying, I will. Let's go. Okay. Who are you? You're God. Who, who am I? I'm your vessel. I'm not worried about them. I can and I will. There's nothing more rewarding than going after what God calls us to. There is nothing more beautiful and powerful than leaving ourselves completely unexcused. Hallelujah. Amen. Will you bow your heads with me? Lord, we, we do not want to be a people who offer you more and more excuses, more and more reasons to say, I'm sorry, Lord, find somebody else. God, we want to be a people who go where you call. And so, God, my prayer for everyone in here tonight, everybody who's watching online, everybody in this church would be that we would, we would be like Moses, that we would accept help in whatever it is you are calling us to. And God, at the same time, I pray that we would be like Aaron, that we would offer help. That when we see somebody doing something amazing and making a difference, that we would be willing to help out, even if that just means sweeping the floor. Because God, in your kingdom, there are no jobs that are more, more important than any other. God, we are here to serve you. We are clay jars, we are vessels. And so use us. Use us to sweep floors or use us to start movements or use us to, to feed the hungry, to love the hurting, to include those who feel like they are so far away from you that, that they don't even know how to get back. Lord, I pray that you would just put something on our hearts, put something on every one of our hearts. Leave us unexcused, Lord. And we will trust you and we will go. We pray all of this in the name of our rock and our redeemer, Jesus Christ. Amen. 
Thank you for joining us. Please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss new releases. We'll have new podcasts coming out all the time. Be sure to check us out online at whiteschapelumc.com. Please download the WC Life app and follow us on social media to stay up to date with all things WC.